You hate health insurance. And let's be frank, it's a miracle you've even downloaded this podcast. But you'll be so glad you did. How in the Health Insurance is designed to make coverage and care open and transparent to take the fear out of keeping you and your family safe. We might even save you some money along the way. This podcast is hosted by Matt Allen of Iconic Insurance, and you can learn more at iconic-insurance.com. Thank you, Brittany. My name is Matt Allen. I'm the host of How in the Health Insurance podcast. Um, And today I'm joined by my co-host, Brittany Green from Tucker Mortgage. Hello. And we are also joined with Farah Myers from Cool Creek Family Health. She is a family nurse practitioner and the owner of Cool Creek Family Health. So thanks for being on. Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, in the How in the Health Insurance podcast, we sort of deconstruct health insurance. We sort of deconstruct health care and we let people know tips, tricks, strategies. We talk a little bit about horror stories oh, of yes. the healthcare system, but, so many. but mostly we're trying to give people avenues to make healthcare work for them. We're trying to show them the products and how to leverage them. We're trying to show them different ways to think about it, you know, whether it's imaging, blood work, disease, or primary care. Yep. And so what I really like, I've been doing individual health insurance for six years. And one of the main things that everybody asks about whenever I'm helping them with their health insurance is their primary care. You know, to a lot of people, that is the most important part is having someone who knows you. You know, so many people are like, well, I don't want to lose my doctor. Well, I don't want to change my doctor. And people trust them and they develop this sort of relationship because that's that's the person that they always go to first. And and in the traditional healthcare model, that's who you're supposed to go to first. Then they'll refer you out or they'll do this or they'll do that. And so what direct primary care is, which is what Cool Creek Family Health is, is it's a direct primary care practice, right? That's what we do. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what direct primary care is and how that's different from the traditional healthcare model? Sure. So with direct primary care, we basically take insurance and those middlemen out of the exam room. And so what I end up doing is I see the patient for however long they need to be seen. I do whatever tests in-house they need to do. We can do whatever labs that we feel like they need to do. And we really uh, like to give our patients the ability for a healthcare partnership rather than a dictatorship. Because we have more time, I get to know my patients very well. So I get to know, um, I you know, quick example, I get to know my patient that just signed on today that, you know, she has, she's a single mom. She sleeps four hours a night and she keeps going to a primary care saying, Hey, I'm really stressed. I have all of these things. And they're just saying, well, you need to sleep more. But the problem is, is she's a single mom and works a night job. So that's not an option for her. So my job is to work with her and get to know her and find those workaround solutions that we can do. So with direct primary care, it's just more of a It's a direct relationship with your provider without having insurance or hospital administration or anything like that get in the way of your relationship with your primary care. So you can just have that one-on-one focus on your health. And so when you eliminate the insurance from the equation with your patients, what does that allow you to open up? So I think a lot of people would probably be curious, you know, well, what's my copay then? What's my, you know, yeah. what's my deductible? What's, what's the network? Who can I, that's, sure. that's what people think about when they think about health insurance. And when they think about health care, 
those are important to them. And so how, how does that work with direct primary care? So with direct primary care, um, we accept insurance for different things, but I don't accept insurance for my services. And by eliminating insurance and not having to bill them, that means I can spend 30, 40, an hour. I can spend so much time with you that um, I'm not I'm not forced to see 30 patients a day in order to keep my doors open because that's what insurance is reimbursing. It's a contract between the patient and I so that we can spend as much time as needed. So time is a really big thing. Another one is access. So because I run my own clinic and I don't have the overhead of so many different um I don't have all these managers and administrators and everything. I can have my patients have direct access to me so they can text me. They can call me. They can email me. Um, you know, we can set up a quick follow-up. That's a video chat while they're at work real quick. You know, there's a lot more flexibility in the scheduling that makes it much more convenient for my patients. And then the other thing would be when we talk about like insurance, um, one of the big things that we do is labs and labs are really, really more cost effective if you pay a cash price. Um, if you try to use your insurance for labs, you're going to pay the hospital pricing. Um, and I have a low cash price. So for example, I wanted to get my B12 checked through the hospital system and, and do that through my insurance. And they told me it was going to be $125 for one lab. I do a B12 for $9. Hmm. So if you want to check your B12, you should be able to check your B12. You know, right. You should be able to do that and not have to prove to your insurance that that's what you need to do. So I allow my patients, I are, you know, it's just part of the whole direct primary care thing is that you take charge of your health and we do that and make that accessible and affordable to them. So there is no copay when you walk in. I'm rambling, aren't I? No, 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 you're totally <laughs> oh, this fine. Is perfect. You're totally fine. So um Farah, thank yes. you so much for all that information. It sounds like such a great opportunity for anyone to come in, build that relationship with you. You mentioned some of the stuff that you do mm -hmm. and the fact that they can access you through text, call, and coming in. At what point do they need to see somebody else? So what are some sure. of the general things that you do cover versus at what point do they need to see a specialist? So that's a great question. And I will tell you, if you go to a traditional insurance clinic, they're going to refer you out for every little thing to a specialist. However, because I can take more time with my patients and I have direct uh, connections with them, it's things like, I mean, I can take care of 80 to 90% of your healthcare needs if I don't have to make that decision on what I need to do with you in three minutes. So sometimes I'll tell a patient, you know what, let me figure out where we can send you and or I'll come back and say, you know what? I found a solution to your problem. Let's try this first. So that's just kind of answering like what I can and can't do. It really all depends. I had someone come to me asking if I do allergy testing and I was like, no, but I can find out how. Mm -hmm. So I did, I, I talked to my lab and I said, how can we do allergy testing? So we started doing that. That's not something traditional primary care does. Um, I had patients come to me asking about IV therapy and trying if I could do IV nutrient therapy. I said, nope but I'll figure out how now I do IV nutrient therapy. Um, so it's very flexible with me being my own, my own boss in that sense. But also when you step outside of insurance, there's no regulations as to you can provide this, you can't provide this, oh, that's but great. I do basic primary care. If I get to a point where I feel like this is outside of my scope of practice and you need to see a specialist such as a cardiologist an endocrinologist or, you know, a GI specialist, then I'll send you that way. And I'll, I'll refer you to people that I've worked with and that I know, and I try to set up that network system. But that's not your knee jerk reaction. 
to no, someone coming never. to you with a problem isn't, oh, I got a guy for that. No. It's, let me be your person. Yes. Unless until, it's insurance. And then I'd say, I got a guy for that. His name is right. Matt Allen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, all right. You're making this sound unbelievably amazing, which I personally do believe it is. But, you know, how, why, why are you doing this? Why, how do you make money? You haven't even mentioned anything. You're saying no copays. It's no insurance. I do all this great stuff. We have labs at cost, which is all true. Sure. But you do still need to get paid. So how does that work? Well, so patients pay a membership fee. So it's a monthly membership fee. Adults are $75. Children are 35. Um, And so that's the monthly membership fee. It's just a monthly withdrawal that comes out. It's kind of like Netflix for healthcare. So you need to use me as much as you need to use me. But that affords you that unlimited kind of almost concierge type type care. And... um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I get paid at the end of the day. But really, I mean, how I get paid is by having patients that are happy and stay with me, you know? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and so within this model, it's, it's, it's how healthcare, you know, quote unquote should be in my opinion. It's, you know, the traditional model, the insurance model, the, the insurance clinic, all that stuff, they get paid every time you go in. Yes. Every time you go in, every lab test, they get a little bit of a, a cut. That's yeah. why it's 125 at the hospital instead of nine yeah. for a B12 you know, lab test. Um, every, every scan, every diagnostic test, every surgery. Sure. They all, they're getting paid on all this. You get paid, whether I come and see you or not, for the mm-hmm. month. And so it's in your best interest to keep me as healthy as possible. So you see me as little as possible. So you can have as many people in your practice who you are helping as possible. I think that's a beautiful model. It is just, it's, it's what healthcare should be in my opinion. Sure. And I will say with my panel, I'll cap it at about 600 patients. Now in a traditional primary care clinic, physicians that work there, like the physicians I used to work with had panels upwards of 3000 patients. So how do you get to know people really well if they have 3000 to 3,500 patients? That's crazy. And they're incentivized to get more, you know, for their, their paychecks are based on how many patients they have. For me, I cap it so that I can continue to provide care because, you know, I want to keep my patients happy, but bumps and bruises happen. So I want to keep it accessible to them as well. That's wonderful. You did mention the fact that um, adults are a certain amount and children are a certain amount. Do you say 75 for adults and 30 for children? Yes. So at what ages is it literally up until 18? Yep. Then they become 75. Do you take the place or can you take the place of a pediatrician? Do you, are you considered yes. a pediatrician? So um, I, well, I'm family, so I can see babies. I can see, however, with the direct primary care model and because my clinic is a smaller population, I'm not churning through so many people. That's one thing that many direct primary care clinics don't have is vaccinations. So uh, with kiddos, I generally say, Hey, if you're going to have an infant from zero to about two, I recommend going to a pediatrician so that you can do, that's what, that's their bread and butter. That's what they do is those developmental screenings, those well child checks, and then keep me on retainer for the urgent care stuff. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I tried to call my pediatrician's office once for my, my kid, one of my kids. And, um, I was on hold for 45 minutes and then she hung up on me and it was like, that's 45 minutes. I could have comforted my feverish child that I sat and I didn't even get in that day. And it was really frustrating. And then every mom and dad knows that you take your kid to the doctor and when they don't feel well, they are not cooperative. So 
If they have oh, yeah. one person, yeah, if they have one person that they always see and that they're comfortable with, even when they're sick, that's huge. You know, that's a big deal. And that way they can get in and out of there quickly. They can get their diagnosis and they even have someone to text or call and just be like, hey, is this normal? What do we need to do? When do we need to worry? And that's just, you know, I think it's worth it in just the access and the ability to text someone, you know, even on like a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Farah, you had mentioned uh, the doctors I used to work with. I don't need names or places or whatever, oh, for but sure. is that, ex- did that experience make you identify some things where after you went to nursing school, you're like, this isn't what I wanted to do or, or what made you want to go into direct primary care? What made you start Cool Creek Family Health. Sure. So I always wanted to open my own practice. And that was that was always, you know, that was part of my education. That was we even had a class that was like set up a business plan. Um, and so that was that was what I wanted to do. And when we started looking into the insurance model, uh, nurse practitioners, I believe it or not, get reimbursed at 85% of what physicians get reimbursed for doing a very similar job. You know, no, not to discount physicians have a lot of experience. They have a lot of knowledge they have. There's a lot there, but on the primary care level, we don't get reimbursed uh, for the care that we give as off as much. And so it made it so that I always have to see like 30 to 40 patients a day. And it's like, well, that's just, that's a joke. Like mm-hmm. that's not good care. So then, um, you know, I started working in the regular traditional insurance system and I was still seeing 20 patients a day. And it was like, Two years in, I was just burning out. You know, I had made no connections with any of my patients. Um, you know, I I was a revolving door, so I didn't have my own panel either of patients, which means like I didn't have my own group that I'm responsible for. I saw patients for five different physicians and then whatever physicians, it was all about access. It was all about just get people in. And, you know, I provided great care and a lot of them would say, well, can I just see you? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you know, you have to go see your primary care physician because that's how, that's how this health system is set up. And so, um, it was, it was a little disheartening after a while. You don't get any follow-up. You don't get any, you don't know whether or not you help somebody. Um, and you just reach this level of, of, of education that you just can't go any further unless you just take courses on things and all that. But now with this model, I'm learning so much. It's just so much more rewarding or such a rewarding way to practice. And to be honest, if your healthcare provider isn't happy, you're not going to get good care. And you know, this is the best, best way to practice medicine hands down. So in just a situation I was in, there was a doctor who I I liked, Mm -hmm. but they had you go and meet with different doctors. It was for OBGYN care. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, that makes sense in case the doctor wasn't there to deliver. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. But I did get to appreciate one doctor over the others. And it wasn't the person I originally was with. And it was like very, very difficult to change that to be my doctor. Sure. They wanted me to stick with the one I signed up with, even mm-hmm. though we were they were all on the same type of team. So I don't know if that's so... Are you the only one within 
So for Cool Creek Family Health, I am the sole provider right now. I mean, we have plans to bring on another provider. That won't change, though. That'll be, you know, our our patients will be introduced to the new provider. However, you will be on one panel or the other. If you want to switch, then you switch. I mean, that's what you do. Uh, It it shouldn't be hard. You know, you have to connect with someone in order to do that. I just said put a post up on um, my social media that was like, I have pictures of my family in my office. You know, I have, you know, this silly little 3D printed uh, gold medal from our neighborhood yard Olympics that I won this year. Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, but I have all of these conversational pieces that are pieces of me and my life. And you never see that when you go into a sterile clinic environment. You just don't. You don't know that provider. How are you supposed to open up to them and tell them things about your life if you don't know them and you don't have any connection with them? And so that's what that's part of the reason I do what I do is that you know. Me being the only provider for these patients is is huge, and they connect with me, and I connect with them, and that just makes their healthcare so much more holistic. That's incredible. I appreciate all of that so much. <laughs> it's, it makes it sound like something I would really want to look into. In the event, though, that you are unable to sure. help anyone, if you are sick, what happens? So we have backup. We have, I have other nurse practitioners that can be backups for me. Um, and you know, we just kind of let people know most of the time though, a lot of the care can be telemedicine. So, you know, if I were incapacitated, knock on wood that I'm not, you know, I mean, we would, we would probably be in trouble, but that's kind of any, any small business owners issue, you know? Um, but I do have, I do have some backup care and things set up just in case I need it. That's great. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And so, Brittany, you were alluding a little bit earlier about, you know, where does Fars Care end? And obviously, this is called the How in the Health Insurance yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. And so, that's how we originally met was, you know, I'm the founder of Iconic Insurance and I deal in health insurance. And so, a lot of the times, what is missing in a health insurance plan is exactly what you're talking about. But just so everyone's aware... I don't think you you understand the importance of insurance. Oh yes, still. for sure. And there are still things that need to be provided outside of the clinic. You know, a surgery, a hospital stay. You know, if they develop a disease, obviously all yeah. these things. And all of that is is the idea is that if I can provide eighty to ninety percent of your preventative and your general wellness care and make it so that maybe you don't, your hypertension is well-managed so it doesn't turn into heart disease. Maybe your cholesterol, and we talk about a lot of diet and we work on losing weight and that improves your cholesterol so I can take you off of statins and medications. Maybe we keep your diabetes under control. So that really intense, well-rounded wellness care can help prevent people from having to go to specialists. However, I never claim that I'm an emergency room. You know, I never claim that I can provide, I can do surgery. So there are going to be things that I'm going to say, you have to see a specialist for this, but I'm going to make pretty darn certain that they have to see that specialist beforehand instead of just saying, oh, that mole, I don't know. Why don't we send you to the dermatologist and you wait six months later and they're like, yeah, that's nothing. You know, I've heard that so many times and they're like, why did I pay $150 to see that dermatologist when they could have told me it was fine? You know, so those are the kind of things that it was just a constant referral system. It was, oh, you have a thyroid disorder. Here you go. Go see an endocrinologist. The endocrinologist don't want to see hypothyroidism. Primary care can manage that, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that even the specialists are like, oh my gosh, primary care, why are you sending these people to me? Wow. But it's because they don't want to take responsibility for it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And um, I believe you had said that sometimes you help with mental health stuff. Oh, and, yes. And a lot of the time <laughs> I get asked about that and people ask, you know, well, does the insurance cover mental health? And it's like, kind of, I, you know, yeah. ish. And, and that's just true with nearly every health insurance plan out there. Or you have a very limited network or you have large copays or large deductibles or anything like that. And I'm not claiming that you're a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything sure. like that. But I, I'm remembering one story where um, there was somebody who I had told you about and it ended up that, you know, there was GI issues and there was mental sure. health issues and, you know, without, you know, saying anything too much. Yeah. Can you can you go over that? Because I, I just want, I think it'd be a useful example and illustration of what direct primary care can actually do and and relatively quickly yeah. um, for yeah. somebody who's suffering. Yeah. So before I get into that, I want to, I want to say like with direct primary care, we have the time to take with a lot of our patients. So primary care is very well equipped to deal with anxiety, depression, insomnia. And when we started getting into things like bipolar, schizophrenia, those kind of things that I have suspicions of other things, definitely going to send them to a psychiatrist or a psych nurse practitioner. However, the most, most people out there have a lot of anxiety and depression, especially with everything that's going on. And we decide whether or not we want to go the medication route or can we make lifestyle changes? You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, eat, you'll laugh, but it's like, really your anxiety would be so much better if you didn't smoke weed every night, you know, like it really, <laughs> and, but it helps me sleep. I know, but it helps me so immediately. And I explain to them how that works in your brain and it's, it's fascinating, but it's also at the same time, it's a hard habit to give up. But I have had in the last two months, five people that I've convinced to stop smoking every night and they have come back to me and they came to me full on. Like, I am so anxious. I need meds. And I said, I can't give you meds until your, at your system is clean. And so they come back to me like, I don't need anything. I feel great. Mm. And it was that's all wonderful. because of those kind of oh, things. But to get back to the story, um, you know, yeah, you had brought somebody to my attention that um, the story was essentially, she was in her bed with hot pads on her stomach. She had so many GI and issues. This young, and this is a yeah. young female mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that she shouldn't have these kind of issues. And she had gone to see her primary care. They were like, oh, looks like you might need, um, you might need this medication for your stomach. Why don't you go see GI? So she went to GI and it was this thing where they didn't have, they didn't have a ton of, of uh, their insurance wasn't the best at the time. And so it was expensive to go see these various specialists when they're just throwing, you know, ideas at the wall to see what sticks. And so um, they had come to me with all of these records from different specialists, you know, whether she did, I, I can't remember if she did a colonoscopy or not, but Make a young an lady, endoscopy or something. an endoscopy, yeah. but like a young lady that age should never have an endoscopy done, right. um, you know, but it just, it just escalates when you go from, when you hop from one provider to another, to another. And so finally I was, I kind of talked to her and we spent, gosh, about 90 minutes together. And I got to know her a little bit more and she was a little nervous and they're very, they're very, you know, in the sense, holistic, like they don't want to take any medications. I said, well, you know, you're with me and you can text me. You can call me anytime you need to. Let's just try this because a lot of times gut issues can be anxiety. We have a lot of the neurotransmitters in our brain in our gut. And if the conductor is not working very well, that train is not going to move. And so um, I started her on an antidepressant and I just said, look, just take it. Any side effects, text me. 
Every night I got a text around <laughs> nine, between nine and 10, you know, worried about the medication. Is this causing it? Is that causing it? But the beauty of it was after about four weeks, those texts started to go away and get less and less. And then I saw her for her follow-up and she was like, I'm pooping normally. <laughs> she's like, I don't have to have a hot pad on my belly. And she's, she's been, you know, she's off to college. You know, I just heard from her the other day, you know, and, and she's doing really well and you know, there's no issues, but she was, she was down and out for a while. And it really, it was just a, a trying to take a different perspective. And she's off all of those meds that she was oh, on good. from GI and everything too, you yeah. know, and now just the one. So. Well, I remember when I met with this, family the, the mother was very concerned and they they almost thought she wouldn't be able to go to college mm-hmm. because of how how debilitating it was for her so that's yeah. i mean that's just incredible and it speaks volumes to the amount of time that you are actually able to spend with them and you yeah. just understand them and where they're coming from instead of like you said going to one specialist who says well let's try this procedure and then another specialist is like well that procedure didn't work let's try this one let's try this med let's try that med yeah not even talking to her yeah. and getting to know her and so that's i mean and specialists i mean they are wonderful but they oh, yeah. stay in their lane right and as they should you know um that's the whole point of primary care we're that base of the pyramid that's supposed to catch everything and mm-hmm. kind of and look at it from a perspective of can we treat this no it needs a specialist or try to take the whole perspective of the person and look at them and see how we can help no i wish i would have met you Years ago, uh, I jumped from specialist to specialist to specialist with pain, Mm. um, lower abdomen pain for four years. Oh no! I had pain, and I would see specialists or my um, OBGYN, or I just saw so many different people. They told me eat more fiber, drink more water, and it continued on. Like I said, for four years, it was the worst pain I've ever had. I wouldn't be able to play with my son who was uh, an infant. Yeah, and then I finally had to just ask for an X-ray, and it was a kidney stone. Oh, jeez! Four years of almost a centimeter. Yeah. So nobody had, did any imaging after all no, that complaints of pain. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. Like you get thrown from one specialist to another yeah. and they just take like, Oh, it's simple. Eat more fiber, drink more water. So many people told me that like, it's not because I didn't have the pain in the right area. Oh yeah. It wasn't in the right spot. So oh, man. nobody took it seriously. And then that's finally, unbelievable. Yeah. That is well, I'm crazy. so glad you're better now. Oh, me too. But <laughs> and like, now like, we know could, people. Yeah. And, and now I yes. think having been able to speak to a provider for long enough to explain things and to have them care and like really look at the different situations that it could have been, I feel like with you, it would have not taken four years. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been more like, hey, it's been a month. I've been eating more fiber and I've been drinking more water and it's not getting better. So at that yeah. point, you know, yeah, you do a CT scan or something to figure Which out you what's going on. Have a hookup at like yeah. Northwest radiology. You know, I sent, yeah, right? I send yeah. people to Northwest radiology. They mm-hmm. have really great cash. They're awesome. If Would they love to have to. them on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. If you know anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Brittany, to your point, um, wishing you could have met her four years ago or not four years ago, but when before it happened. It happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do people meet you? Yeah. How can yeah. I contact you? Um, so my website has a lot of information um, that you can look at. Uh, and I'm currently in the process of rebuilding. I feel so fancy oh. having someone build my website for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can click on there. There's a web, there's a button that says enroll today and you can go ahead and get started. Otherwise, I do free meet and greets with people. Well, what's the website? 
The website is coolcreekfamilyhealth.com. Okay. And, uh, or patients or people can text me too at 317-663-9932. Okay. And, uh, you can text me. A lot of people text me and say, Hey, I want to schedule a consult or a meeting greet. And we, we get that set up. And so usually that's a 20 to 30 minute conversation. I meet with people. Essentially, I just bring them in. They see the office space. They, um, you know, we, we, talk for a little bit. I talk to them about like, what's a brief health history? What are your health goals? And what are you looking for in a healthcare provider? And then I talk to them about if this is a fit for them and how I can help. Questions they've probably never been asked. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and, the one, the health uh, what are your healthcare goals is really one that, um, yeah. that throws people. Cause they're like, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Aren't you <laughs> supposed to be diagnosing me? That's the point. You know, I right. need, to, I, I can't meet your goals unless I know what they are. Right. And where is the office located? We're in the arts district in Carmel on fourth and range line. Okay. Awesome. How did you spell your name? Farah. My, my name? Yes. Oh, F-A-R-A-H. <laughs> and then Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. Yep. Um, well, that's fantastic. Um, I talk about direct primary care and pretty much every, uh, health insurance consultation, that I give. Um, so I've given well, your information you. out a bunch of times. Um, there are several other providers in the area as well. Um, but go check out far. She gives the, the initial meet and greet. She'll want to know your healthcare goals. Um, and it's, it's just, it's fantastic. It's actual healthcare, Yeah. but you do still need health insurance yes. on the side. <laughs> and so you can always contact me. I am Matt Allen, uh, founder of iconic insurance. You can find me at iconic insurance.com. You can reach me by email at matt, M-A-T-T, at iconic-insurance.com. And Brittany, do you have anything else to add? Oh, no, this was just lovely. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you both for being on the podcast. This has been a wonderful episode of How in the Health Insurance Podcast.